Los Angeles 2022. Welcome to Out on the Lanai, the only Golden Girls podcast you're ever going to need to listen to. I am H. Allen Scott slash Sadie Pines. And I'm Carrie Doherty. And this is a podcast where we used to watch an episode of the Golden Girls and then talk about it, but we ran out of episodes. Then we broke down all 24 fantastic, mostly fantastic episodes of the spinoff of the Golden Palace, but we ran out of those episodes too. So now, now, we do whatever the hell we want. That's right, H. Allen Scott slash Sadie Pines. Today we are doing a Beyond Golden Girls episode where we cover the many film and TV projects that B, Betty Rue, and Estelle did after the Golden Girls. Yes. And today Ooh. we are doing a Rue episode. We are talking about her guest star appearance. On season one, episode seven, Grandma was a Rolling Stone of the TJF favorite, <laughs> Boy Meets World. This was a bit of a deep cut, I will say, because I don't feel like, and I feel like my finger is on the pulse of the GG community. And when I've been communicating with fans about sort of, you know, things to cover for beyond the Golden Girls, because people message us about like, are you going to do this? Are you going to do that? And I have to say, we do have to address, I think at some point, you and I are going to have to have a conversation of doing like a before Golden Girls, because so many people request so many things of a before the Golden Girls more or during Golden Girls. So we might have to, well, we're in conversation, people, about all of those things. But this one, I was so surprised by, because I, I do remember watching it but I don't feel like it's like a memorable one that the Golden Girls community recognizes. It's not like B's episode of Malcolm in the Middle or, you know, Betty White on on Lair, the John Larroquette show. It's not that, you know what I mean? It's, mm-hmm. it's, it's a deep cut and I think people are going to love it because I fell in love with it. Uh, yeah, I, I mean, I watched Boy Meets World Same. and I, don't remember Rue McClanahan Same. being on it. How did we not know this? That's the thing, because I was talking with Michael, my boyfriend Michael, about this in when it was such a weird moment. Okay, so like just a, a peek behind the curtain for all of us. So Carrie and I record these on Zoom and, you know, I, we're, we work with schedules and I was doing all these things and we were going to record today at like 7.30 or something, I think. We, and then you had to push it a little bit late. So I was worried because we were out shopping and running errands and stuff that I was going to miss watching the episode because I always wait till because you guys know me I need to see it like immediately or else my brain is going to become mush so I watched it in the car while Michael was in Joanne's like shopping for fabric and stuff so I'm literally sitting in the car dying of laughter over how funny this episode is and I didn't remember a thing of it and then Michael came out and I told him about the episode and he obsessively knew instantly what episode he was obsessed with Boy Meets World and he too was like, I just never put it together that Rue was in it. It was weird. It was like this weird child disconnect that I guess we had. Well, and you know what's funny? It, it's so, I love that you always you watch these like right before we record. And I now as a mother with much more limited time. So we, I have less time. So, I, and, and I take, you know me, I take detailed notes. I have pages yeah. upon pages of well, notes. We work differently because I have oh. to be spur of the moment. I'm a talker, yes. I'm a reactor. You're a note taker. It's, we, yes. everyone knows this. This yeah. is how we balance each other out. This yes. is why we're friends. This is why we're perfect for each other. This yes. is why we're soulmates. Sorry, Stan, <laughs> sorry, Michael. But 
So, but so as of, I realized as of, I'm, you know, you know, little Oreo wakes me up at the crack ass of pre 6am and I'm up this morning and I go, Oh wait, we're recording beyond golden girls tonight. And we didn't decide on um, what we were going to watch. I had, I didn't even have time to think about it. We, and we just, we weren't going to, we didn't know we were going to watch. And the only time I had to watch something was at like seven o'clock this morning. And so I just, I I said, okay, I don't have a ton of time. We can't do a movie tonight for this one. We're going to have to do a TV show so I can just watch the scenes. And so I was like, you know, we haven't done a Rue project yet. So let's do Rue. And I'm on Rue McClanahan's IMDb page and I'm scrolling and I came across Boy Meets World and I went, what? (laughs) (laughs) And so I said, well, that's it. That's the one well, and it watching. was so funny because so I another peek into my world and on the weekends and I'm, I am a late night person. I, I always have been. I'm also I wake up early, but I am a late night person. I, I stay up really. I don't get much sleep. And so I always stay up really late on the weekends. And I we were up until like probably 4 a.m. last night. Like, just, well, yeah, you texted me. I woke up this morning. I had a text from you at like 1153. Well, yeah, and I was like, dear God. And then I texted you at like 6 a.m. I was like, oh, shit, I hope I didn't wake them up. No, you definitely did not wake me up because I'm a big I'm a big fan of the do not disturb thing on the iPhone. So no one can ever wake me up if you text me or, right. or anything. But um, I, I, uh, I, I, I woke up, you know, around I think I woke up around 9 a.m., I guess, 9, oh, so 9 10. And well, I mean, but then again, I went to bed at 4 a.m. So like, you know, I had five. Well, I guess we had about the same amount of sleep probably last night. But um, I saw your text and one was at like seven something in the morning being like, hey, did we decide on a show or anything? You know, <laughs> it was nothing. And then literally like at like not long later you had texted me back being like executive decision we're watching this yes i was (laughs) like i i don't have time to discuss this i need to watch this now and i woke up and i was like sounds good like i even i figured i figured it would be okay um if i would have had a problem with boy meets world can you imagine then you know what well you wouldn't have because that's not who you are and that's not our relationship but wouldn't it have been amazing if you and i came on and i'm like we're both very stubborn people well i'm doing i'm going to talk about this one and you can talk about yours that would be if we were both this very stubborn was wild i so, can't even tell you so okay so I, I mean i feel like a lot of our audience has seen boy meets world i could just be making an assumption well, for those of you who so, don't know you should, you should give a description okay. I feel like a lot of people so boy meets world aired on abc for seven seasons um and it, it <laughs> premiered in i believe in 93 um it was on the tgif lineup for a while and then it uh, was like syndicated on the disney channel and it's one of those it just it feels like such a 90s show yeah. where it really is all about these kid characters the i think credits in the first season was like was like my mom was talking on the landline while I watched this show, like I, it like brought me back because the credits were so 1993. It was insane. I, I, I love that that like, I, I love that that it had, you had such like a visceral reaction to it. Um, IMDb, this, still a landline. <laughs> IMDb describes the show as an adolescent with two siblings tests his various theories about life as he endures the trials of growing up alongside a good friend. Oh, how like lovely. I would just be like, yeah, it's about like a bunch of kids. Yeah. Um, yeah. The boy is Ben Savage and he meets the world, which is like, I don't know where they live. A tiny town. It doesn't in, matter. Uh, Philadelphia. Oh, that's Philadelphia. right. Somewhere they live in Philly. Yeah. 
Um, so yeah. So what's fun about this Rue McClanahan appearing on this show is that, you know, the golden girls was on NBC, the golden palace was on CBS, empty nest nurses, NBC. This was an ABC show and it got a golden girl in the first season. But then again, (gasps) we will say it's not too foreign just because, you know, a peek inside sort of like Hollywood industry, I guess, but like it was a Disney property, which Golden Girls is also a Disney property, which is why it's on Hulu because it's part of Buena Vista. So like there is, Rue McClanahan is a part of the Disney legends, whatever all the girls are because of the Golden Girls. So Golden Girls, even though everyone is so like attributes it to an NBC thing, it really is more of a Disney thing than anything else. Why? Because, because it was of Buena the acquisition. Vista. Oh, because it was Buena Vista. Yeah, from the it. very beginning, it was Buena Vista, and it was this, and NBC aired it. But it was Got a Buena it. Vista production, which is why Hulu has it. Which is why, like, it's all. Which is why they were Disney Legends. Like, it's a part of Disney. Right. Got it. Got it. Oh my gosh, we have so much to talk about. Should we take a break and then get right into it? I, I am. I am. I am so ready. So before before we get into Rue's arrival, I do want to um, talk a little bit about Boy Meets World because I have some reactions. Yes. Boy Meets okay, World. Yes, yes, so yes. Please, please, please. Before, because I know this is going to be very focused on Rue, as it should be, but I do. As I, it should be, Arthur? As it, <laughs> I'm so sorry. I'm so but, sorry. But as soon are, as it came out of my mouth. Ugh. There are a few things about this that I must discuss. And the first thing I think, before I even get into my reaction to Boy Meets World, um, is, and what every Golden Girls fan who is watching Boy Meets World is dying for us to acknowledge right now in this moment. I can't believe it's been 10 minutes and we haven't acknowledged it yet. Um, Mr. Feeney, William Daniels, or Daniel Williams, I always get that name confused. Uh, the actor was married, is married, was married. I don't know if he's still alive. I hope there's still, uh, she is. I don't know. To Bonnie Bartlett, who is Barbara Thorndike. <gasps> so, yes, the two-time Emmy Award winning Bonnie Bartlett. She won Emmys for St. Elsewhere, Best Supporting Actress, got drama series. Um. She is married to Mr. Finney. Wow. Mr. Finney and Barbara Thorndike. Yeah. You can see it, can't you? Yeah, I can. Because they're so, I mean, he's definitely not a Barbara Thorndike, but. No, but he's very put together. He's very well educated and he speaks. Enunciates. I know he he speaks. You want him to do an audio book. I, oh, I, oh gosh, yes. Him and Andy, Andy McDowell. I love their speaking voices. Andy McDowell. He also, that was a plot twist. Well, no, I've told you that I want Andy McDowell. I've, ta- I've said this like a thousand times yeah. on the podcast that I want her to record my alarm clock noise waking which up. Which is ironic because voice was, was dubbed yes. in a film. because Yes, was which we've bad. also yes, yes. talked yes. about on the podcast. This yes. is, Sorry, why, don't I, why don't I tell the story about the time I my friend dressed up as a clown to scare my other friend <laughs> and the time you solved an unsolved murder. Let's just retell all the Boom. stories. Was she trying to sleep with George Guys, Clooney? It's been nearly 10 years. Oh. I've been doing this where you're going to hear some things again and again. Yep. So 
but yeah, so yes, they were but he's, he speaks, he, he speaks in such like beautiful prose. Like yeah. he's, yeah. Um, that's amazing. I didn't know that. I believe he's still alive. I know somebody like tried to break into his house within yeah. the last couple of years and he was on the news because <gasps> he like fought off the person trying to burglarize his house. Yeah. Oh, no, he is still alive. I mean, it says, it says, I mean, he was on girl meets world and, mm -hmm. and he, I mean, he's older. So his most recent credit is 2020, but the IMDb says he's still alive. So he and Bonnie, living happily ever after. Oh, love it. Love I you love too. That. I, love I love that. that. That's really sweet. The other thing I have to say about this show is I do remember watching it as a kid, um, but I don't remember it being so, I guess now looking at it from adult eyes, I didn't recognize how good everybody was. Like mm -hmm. the writing, mm -hmm. the timing, the acting, everyone knew their character so well and they lived in it. Like, I was genuinely surprised by, even though it's a family sitcom and it's, you know, it, now you look back at and like the most recent Jordan Peele film, what was it called? I'm blinking on the name of it now. Um, um, don't Look Up? Something like don't that. Don't Look Up? No, it wasn't Don't oh, Look Up, but no. I forget. But there's a scene oh, in there. Oh, that's terrible. We it, should if you could look that up for me while I describe this. I didn't other. see it. There's um there's a scene in it in which like a big plot point in it is there was a nope it was called nope nope thank you there's a big plot point I, I should remember that I interviewed Kiki Palmer for it. um but there's a plot point in it of a 90s sitcom and there's a there's a and if you watch Wandavision or nope or any of those things there's an aesthetic to the 90s sitcom that this Boy Meets World is so emblematic of I watched it and I was like I kind of feel like I'm in Wandavision because it feels very modern but at the same time 90s it's so wild and mm -hmm. and the savage kid is so good his acting savage he's the, so so savage he's savage no he's so is it fred savage or uh, it's ben savage ben savage I we don't want to talk about fred savage right i know now. yeah so, sorry you guys can google that we don't have to go into that but um there's but finish listening to the podcast first because we're gonna yeah. we're gonna talk about a lot of good stuff oh yeah of course uh but fred savage was such a good little ben, actor. Ben, ben. ben oh my god ben savage was such a good little actor mm -hmm. i was blown away by that yeah oh yeah he was great the whole the whole cast was great on this show like uh everybody was so good yeah um t2b um so the the thing about this episode i want to start before we get into rue with the cold open hmm. because now part of this story is that it, it starts with um alan the dad is going to be taking his son Corey, the lead kid on the show he's taking him and his friend sean yeah. fishing sean played by Ryder strong who's a really great actor i've met him he did my live geeking out show once super yeah. nice guy yeah he does not speak for this entire cold open. And then he's in another scene later and he gets like a line at the end. Yeah. So his acting for the majority of this episode is reacting yeah. and his reacting is so good. Cause that's the hardest kind of acting to do is yeah. reacting yeah. and not, and like in reacting naturally. So I just want to say anybody who's going to watch this episode, just watch him during the cold open because reacting is the hardest part of acting, yeah. I think. And he's well, doing such a great job. I think they all are in a way. I was mm -hmm. noticing that, the, I literally said in the car to Michael after I watched it, you know, again, for the first time in however many years now, what is that, 30 years, 20 years? Um, that, 30 years, that, you know, everyone in this episode, every single actor was so good, even down to the little girl, so good. I loved the girl on. that played Morgan. The only one that was kind of the 
was Carrie Russell, who made a guest appearance in this episode. I oh, I was like, are we going to talk about those scenes? Because we can. T- Let's talk about these scenes when we get to those scenes. Okay. Because I also feel like some of the stuff that was written for her, like, I was like, the, I thought the writing was fantastic on this show and in this episode. But some of the flirty writing, I was like, oh, this yeah. doesn't feel very, it feels a little weird and awkward. Anyway, in this opening scene, though, Mr. Feeney, who, who, for those who haven't watched, he's like Corey's uh, teacher at school. And uh, he's older. And, na- and also his next door neighbor. <laughs> yeah, I know. It's always, but, but then like, it's always weird when you see teachers outside of school, but when one lives next door to you, I just, you just become like, I don't know, just it doesn't phase you anymore. Yeah. But he reminded me so much of Sophia because yes. he starts telling this story, a long story about fishing. He was like, ah, I'll never forget that September morn, 1956 on the Louisiana Delta. And yeah. he's talking about like the bayou and the weeping willow trees. I was like, oh shit, now he's going full on Blanche. Like, yeah. He kind of went in, I mean, miss, the the character in, in its essence is very Dorothy, if you think about it, because it's very sardonic. He's very sort of slapstick. Not in a funny way, but in a very serious way. He's he's a reactor to the kids in a very sort of like condescending way in a lot of ways. I mean, he's he is kind of, but he but he's also Sophia. He mixes the two of those, and I think in a lot of ways, I think he's more Sophia and Dorothy, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know? and and yeah, he's so he's so good on the show. He's so good. Um. So yeah. So Alan is supposed to take Corey and Sean fishing, yeah. and then everybody's in the house when suddenly, unexpected, unannounced grandma arrives played by rue mcclanahan and i think we're just gonna i think we should just play her her entrance which gets a very nice and well-deserved applause yes grandma okay open up a lane i'm coming through sitting on my keister for 10 hours in that Winnebago. I need some stretching room. Hey! Grandma, Grandma! Hey! Where's my present? present? I thought this year maybe you were going to buy me one. Nuh-uh, you're the Grandma. I am? Oh. Well, in that case, uh uh-oh, what have we here? A dolly! (laughs) Well, it's a shrunken head. (laughs) Not a real one. They don't sell real ones in Tijuana, not for a buck. (laughs) What blew me away about this applause break is, again, you know, yeah, sure, the Golden Girls and Golden Palace were just on TV. So, I mean, people were very familiar with who Roman McClanahan was. But this show is not an adult comedy show. Kids are watching this. It's for children. Now, sure, the people in the audience, there's probably not a lot of children in the audience because it's L.A. And, you know, it's probably a lot of adults. But for her to get that level of an applause for that a period of time on a kid's show just shows the power of Golden Girls, the popularity of Golden Girls. Even after it had been off the air for a year, people still loved these women. Oh, absolutely. A- absolutely. They they were they were so adored. They were award winners, like they were coveted. Um yeah. they were royalty. You know, they royalty. Yeah. And I couldn't actually find I looked at the list of like writers and directors for this show and I, I couldn't and I maybe I didn't look hard enough, but I couldn't find any uh, Golden Girls connections like, oh, maybe she did it because one of the writers um, and it was a show in its first season. But, you know, I, I, I'm just like, maybe maybe she just really liked the script, maybe because the show hadn't probably a show hadn't aired yet when she shot this yeah. episode. Yeah. So I it's just so it's always really interesting to me to think about like 
why, um, you know, why they chose these particular roles after the Golden Girls, because I'm sure there was a lot of work that they could have been doing. um. If you also look at the work that she did in the years, I always find it fascinating when a show, a big show goes off the air and what those people do like immediately after Mm -hmm. she was off the air, because a lot of times, you know, like B. Arthur, she took a break. She didn't do very much. She kind of slowed down. Estelle went like Estelle and Betty went wild and Rue didn't quite go wild, but she was very active as a character actress, which is something that goes back to Rue McClanahan's sort of foundation in acting. She was a theater actress. She was she was very she studied with Dustin Hoffman. She was friends with Dustin Hoffman before he was like massive like she was a character actress in a lot of ways. And I think and this role in particular is very character driven. It's not it's not the star. It's not what it's a but you remember her and I think if you look at the, some of the roles she was doing around that time, she did Nonsense, where she was, was kind of a lead. Um, but she did a lot of guest appearances on the show, The Mommies, which I loved actually when I was a kid. I thought it was a really it was what two standups that had like a mommies act that then got a TV show. It was so good. Um, she did that. She did like a lot of different Spider Man. She did a voice on Spider Man, the animated series. Like she was doing lots of weird little things, just just cause, which I kind of love. Yeah, that's fun. Yeah, it is fun to kind of go back and look. Um, can we talk about her outfit? Please, I'm ready. And so I'm eager too. So she's wearing like a t-shirt, like a white t-shirt with like a design and some like Mardi Gras beads and, and like this suit jacket kind of. Yeah, it's like yeah. black. It has like rhinestones on yeah. it. She's got this black hat, black jeans, these like big colorful earrings. Yeah. And what's fun is like, She's so different than Blanche because Blanche like breezes into a room like a cool southern wind breezing past a weeping willow tree. And like Blanche's grandma, she came in like a tornado and I loved it. She did. But a close viewing of her acting and attire in some scenes and you will see Blanche, a.k.a. Rue McClanahan, because they're almost the exact same person sneak through in one scene in particular when she's talking to the the one grandson the older one i'm I'm gonna confuse all of their names and i apologize eric Um, eric the older grandson who i kind of had a thing for he was a very attractive young gentleman he was very cute i liked i think i liked Ryder strong on the show i like sean hunter the bad boy i was definitely more i was more in love with the older brother but which is typical for me um but uh she she talked about you know, something like some man that she had to she had to deal with in order to get something. And it was almost like it was inferred that she maybe slept with him. Like there was like, no, she was, was quoting a Johnny Cash song. I know, but oh, still, okay. it was in the essence of Blanche. right when she no said, I, sh- I shot a man in Reno. No, not that. Not oh, that. Okay. That's when she was talking to the younger boy. Oh, when she was talking to. Yes. Um, she told a story to Eric where it was kind of like, there was there was it was implied something. She talked about taking him to a car like trade show. Was yes. It then? Yes. And there was I forget the story, but I'll listen to it again because it's it's a it's it's a fun little it's a fun little suggestive. Moment. OK, like, very right. I immediately thought of Blanche. And later so, on in the show, there's she wears a pair of kitten heels that not kitten heels, but like those red flip flop heels that she wore on the Golden Girls <laughs> a lot. Yeah. Wears them in this as well. Yes. Yeah. There was definitely a little bit of Blanche there. Um, so this grandma, she, she's this like, sort of like, 
bohemian traveler. She lives yeah. in a Winnebago, like that hashtag van life. She yeah. like goes to Tijuana. She's always traveling. She's Gets definitely like a little head in Tijuana. Yes. From she... the clip we just played. Yeah. Yes. Yes. It was really fun. And um, yeah, she's just this like, yeah, she's this like just whirlwind of energy. She's got, she you know, me of who the grandma, not was the great grandma, I should say. Roseanne's grandma on Roseanne. Mm, yes. Kelly Winters. Yes. She could always kind of have that sort of, I mean, more muted on Roseanne, but it was mm -hmm. very similar. Yeah. Like she's got stuff planned for the kids all weekend. She's like, Morgan, I'm going to take you back to school. You know, I'm going to take you clothes shopping. Eric, we're going to go to a car trade show. His whole thing this episode is that he's obsessed with girls. He just wants right. to meet girls. He's using his sister to try to get girls. Yeah. So she's going to take him to one of those like car shows where the women like, model on the hoods yeah. of the car. I don't know. Uh, yeah. And then Corey, she got him a Cal Ripken baseball card and they're going to go to Baltimore well, to get it signed, signed. Yeah. to get the sign card signed in person by Cal Ripken. So like she is promising them a weekend. And um, she follows through with the rest of the grandkids with the exception of Corey, which we find out in the episode. Yes. So um, in the next scene, uh, She's wearing this red shirt. Oh, and the heels. And the little girl wears the red shirt later on in the episode. Later, yeah. I don't know if it's so, the exact same one, but a similar one. It's similar. I feel like when she took her clothes shopping, she just got yeah. the same one. Yeah. Um, but it's like long sleeve, very Western. It has tassels and roses yeah. on it. So I saw it and I was cute. like... I was like, yippee-i-o-k-y, that is Blanche Devereaux. That's where Blanche leaked for me. I was like, oh, there's Blanche coming through in those tassels. Yeah. Um, she, oh gosh, there were so many problematic, looking back, show, shows from the 90s just don't always age well with their jokes. Wait, jokes on the was, Golden Girls didn't always age well. What but she, so she said she was exhausted because she's like, oh, I was chasing Morgan in and out of dressing rooms all day. And then I was chasing Eric out of models dressing rooms all day. And I was like, oh, mm. um, later, I, mean, I have to say, awkward. I didn't even catch that. Wow. <laughs> what to me, the worst moment in this episode in terms of like, oh, yeah. was so later, um, uh, the older brother, Eric and Carrie Russell are oh, like, make, they're making out. Yeah. And Eric's dad oh. comes back from fishing with Sean and they see Carrie Russell and yeah. the dad, the dad is like, she's related to Feeney and yeah. Corey goes niece. And then the dad goes nice. And I was like, no, 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 no. That is a teenage girl. Yeah. No, no, no. Yeah. But that was, oh. I mean, that was, it is not right, but that is uh. definitely, I, I, I cringed at that. That was the one cringe moment. I didn't pick up the other one, but that was the one I picked up on for sure. Yeah. So, um, so Can we yes. talk about the relationship between Corey, the younger boy and Rue McClanahan a little bit, because those scenes together, I, we're on to the second scene, but in the first scene, there's a adorable moment that shows a confident young actor and a very accomplished you know older actor seasoned actor who the kid the, the in the scene the kid is supposed to get so excited about going somewhere with his grandma to get this card signed. i mean he is beyond excited to the point where he jumps on her and mm -hmm. he starts like pushing her onto the yeah. couch and she's so excited and that I, to me, like you were talking about how reactions are always the most difficult thing for an actor. For me, it's those 
engaging moments when you have to physically engage with with another person another object is a different story but another person in acting is actually really difficult because it's you don't know this person in a way so it's kind of invading a a, a privacy mm -hmm. level like it's not normal for a, to do that to someone you don't know like that especially and, when you're a young boy and she's an older yeah, woman and you're just yeah. like jumping on her it was very organic though like you it actually was. felt like that was her grandson and the way she reacted to it how she loved i mean she kind of relished in this little boy just being so excited and loving her so much and she loved mm -hmm. him and it was that that to me was the mark and then of course in this scene when they're on the couch together and they're just talking and it's just so natural and you know this this ben savage is so like good in communicating and and going back and forth with rue mcclanahan and rue is just treating this kid like he's just another adult actor i mean for all we know mm -hmm. he could be like clayton or or george come back from the dead like he's just he's on that level with with rue and it's really fun to watch yeah it was so fun to watch yeah he definitely you know in this series because again he's he's young in this show like 12, um, 11 or 12 right yeah he's like yeah. he looks about 11 yeah maybe yeah. 12 and he's he's so confident in his acting and, <sighs> and but it, it, it does also it also but comes across as very like organic he's a very funny kid but yeah i loved it they took their shoes off they both put their feet up on the couch and he was like you know he's like you're not too tired to take me to get my card signed tomorrow right and she was like no way and it was really really sweet um so i don't know do you want to talk about carrie russell in this episode a little bit because she is carrie russell and i feel like we should owe her that um yeah i mean this is post like so i knew carrie russell from mickey mouse club i actually never watched felicity that was later but mm -hmm. i knew her from mickey mouse club so i'm sure mouse club i didn't know anything about that it was i mean she was like in the original cast because like I, spears and like uh she may have still been on so the original cast in terms of like boy band people uh like ryan gosling wasn't on yet britney wasn't on yet christina justin they weren't on yet but it was jc chaze was on mm -hmm. um the party if you guys remember old school mmc the party those were like the older cooler kids oh, um but yeah carrie russell was on and i remember loving it because her name was carrie and my name was carrie even though yeah. she only has one r uh and i loved her hair i was obsessed her hair. with her hair and she was just so pretty and cool and i really liked her and i was like we have the same name i feel special she was she was the worst part of this episode in terms of acting but she wasn't bad she was she was serviceable her part was unfortunately very vanilla for what it was meant to be there was no you know all all the main of course and she's a guest star so of course she's not going to get like the best lines but everyone around her is able to have all of those fun comebacks and those fun moments like there's a moment where what's the what's the older brother's name now i'm sorry eric eric goes out, he sees her, he's shocked that she's Mr. Feeney's niece, mm -hmm. which I am too, because that age, I don't, does that work out? I don't understand that math, but, um, and she's out Mr. there. Mr. Feeney could have like a, you know, a young, a quite younger sibling. Sure, yeah, yeah. And he, but he does talk about dating in the Eisenhower administration, and that was 40 years before this moment happened. So I don't know, that feels, that does feel, off a little bit but whatever um so he might be a great niece might be a great niece or um, it could be like his brother's kid and maybe his brother is married to someone younger you know, somebody younger yeah who knows the math i don't know they could be swinging barbara thorndock's involved somewhere and <laughs> um <laughs> and so the the boy goes out there and he's trying to impress her and i laughed 
so hard when he's holding the mulch or whatever it is like over his bag of mulch yeah. to show how like strong he is and he just does it randomly doesn't say anything and then you know mr feeney says he doesn't need it he wasn't planning on moving it and he throws it and he has a really funny line i forget what it was now but to say like oh it shows how strong i am or whatever it was like it mm-hmm. was it was such a funny moment and then the sister comes out and is like <laughs> eric is shy and it's so the timing of everything mm-hmm. was so perfect in a 90s family sitcom way that was legitimately funny and not well and this is one thing that i fault like full house for and sometimes family matters but mostly full house for where it just never felt that was always cheesy like it never felt real it never felt funny it it was funny in moments but not like this was funny you know what i mean this was i don't know it was more real i guess and that moment and how Carrie's responding to him, it's just cute. It's just fun. And that whole mm-hmm. scene is just, I love all, and the ages of the different actors with Mr. Feeney and Carrie and the boy and then the little girl. I mean, it's just like, there's a full spectrum and everyone's on their A game with the exception of Carrie being a little mute. Yeah, I, I it's, yeah, it, it was certainly, it was very, very funny. And I would say like for the Golden Girls fans who are now going to watch this episode, I would like, don't fast forward through the other scenes. Oh, I would recommend no. watching the whole episode. It's like 23 minutes, like it's fine. And watch you see the a little bit, you see a little bit of the grandma in Eric in that he's so eager. He's so eager for that moment, that good time, that sort of like, you he's see, very he's very impulsive it yes, seems like. and you see that in the grandma and it's kind of yeah. it's, you kind of it's a nice i don't think that was probably intended in the script but you see that and it's really nice to watch mm-hmm. it's really sweet um so meanwhile it's now the next day and Corey has noticed that grandma's winnebago isn't outside and she was yeah. supposed to be there to take him to baltimore she's not there yet and his mom it's clear she's trying to distract him and she's so great on this show too and She's yeah. like, oh, why don't you, why don't you bake with me? Um, and then more time passes and they've been baking yeah. a lot of stuff. And he's like, she's not coming, is she? And the mom's like, yeah. no, like, sorry, honey. Um, I related to that so hard because I, I've th- I think I've talked about this on the podcast before. I had a very bad relationship with my grandparents. Mm-hmm. I, I called them assholes many times because they were. And for, with the exception of my step-grandparents. And they i always had that kind of like distant relationship of just always being let down you know what Mm -hmm. i mean just always being disappointed in some way because of something and it was i felt that and i was when that happened because of my own experiences i was really worried in the direction of the story was going because i did not want rue mcclanahan's character to be painted as bad or anything Mm -hmm. you know what i mean i was genuinely concerned because i didn't remember how this episode went at all Mm -hmm. um so I'm glad they put that in there because it is sort of like it's a comp it's it's complicated. And the direction it goes in, the direction this story goes in is such a great message. It's yep. but, but it's also funny mm-hmm. and real and like it's just so good. It's just yeah. so good. Yeah, I, I agree with you. Um, I totally agree with you. Before we get there, what was interesting to me is um if you watch shows today that have kids kids are basically props in TV shows. Now they play a very little role. If you, you know, look at shows like home economics, like when we did schooled, the stories are always driven by the adult characters. The adult characters are always the, really the main focus of the show. Yeah. In this show in boy meets world, the kids are the main focus because I was like, at this point when 
Corey's like, she's not coming. Is she? And the mom was like, no, I was like, Oh, weird. Yeah. It feels like, and, and, and I realized I had this gut check reaction because I'm used to the way shows are, you know, made now, at least yeah. for the most part with kid characters, you know, if this, if this were a show today, there would have been a big scene where, you know, Corey's mom or dad have to have like a conversation yeah. with grandma about how, Hey, maybe you shouldn't be building the kids up and over promising on things. You know, you kind of tend to let them down. So yeah. it was a little bit of a surprise to me. The other thing that I thought was so bizarre about the scene is I was like, Corey was supposed to go fishing with his dad. Yeah. Like, there's no conversation about how like his dad is disappointed. His dad was so excited at the beginning to go fishing with him. And then he's yeah. just not in the rest of the, the episode yeah. up to this point. So yeah. I thought that was really funny. Well, and the whole setup for that was that he was going to go fishing. He was just to explain for people who maybe don't watch the episode. He was going to, he didn't. And then because he didn't, his friend was always going to go and he never mm -hmm. told his friend that he wasn't going. So his friend just went with, his dad his dad which and there's that didn't seem weird to me at all i have friends like that so there was a really funny line so yeah she's like grandma's not coming and he's like okay well i guess i'll call you know i'm gonna call sean and see if sean wants to hang out yeah so he calls and then he hangs up and he's like uh hi is sean home or whatever and he's like oh really okay and he covers the phone and he turns to his mom and he goes do you know that your husband is cheating on me with someone else's son? I thought that was such a funny line. It's a good line. So yeah. at the end of the scene, Corey is upset and he does like a sad walk away, but he's upset because his dad is bonding with another yeah. kid instead yes. of him. Yeah. But I'm like, you are going to ditch your dad to hang out with your you know grandma what? anyway. What I think happened here, I think they cut something that was a part of the original script that maybe explained a little bit of the dad situation. and it didn't make it or something because you're right there is a, a it seems like a gap in sort of the explanation of this of his reaction to that but it didn't take away from the overall story or the point it of didn't it didn't it, it, yeah. and i just kind of chalked it up to i was like well you know what kids are kind of immature and yeah. their feelings change all the time and you and know because they're emotionally disappointed immature. by another yeah. another adult figure who happens to be the son of the person he's also disappointed by so like even I though his it. dad did nothing wrong because Corey was going to ditch him anyway. Exactly. Now, can we also, before we go into this, the last mm -hmm. bit of when, when Rue comes back, because yes. I'm really excited about that. Um, it, I, one thing that I was really surprised by, and this could just be because of my age or because of us getting older or whatever it is, but there's a joke in the beginning of the episode when she gives him the dad like a pineapple thing or something because it helps with digestion. And he makes a joke about being like, oh, this will be great as I go into my middle, as we get ready for middle aged or something. And that mm -hmm. got me thinking. How old are these people? Like, how old are the parents? Because they have clearly a teenage son who's what, 16? I don't know how old Eric is, but he's Yeah, I just assumed they were like in their 40s. I assumed that they would be in their 40s too. But based on that line, I have a feeling they might be in their 30s. And if that is the case, oh my God. Do you do you feel like doing math right now and looking up the ages of the actors? Oh, and I'm then, about to do that. Okay, you do that, and hmm. um, so I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna keep talking then. Please. So um, so Corey's dad comes back from the fishing trip with Sean, who gets two lines in this whole episode, but he's still great. Um, and 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 this is sort of what you were talking about in terms of the way that they handled. This episode was so great because she, Rue McClanahan, his grandma, was not painted in a bad light in any way. Um, Corey's dad tells him a story about um, how when he was younger, because this is his his mom, Rue is his mom. 
Mm-hmm. He's like, you know, she forgot, you know, she forgot to sign this permission slip to go on a cool trip to look at like a model rocket, something, whatever. He's like, but you know, so I didn't get to go because she forgot to sign it. But you know what? A few months later, she took me on a surprise trip to Cape Canaveral to see a rocket launch. Mm-hmm. And what he's basically saying is like, you know, she shows her love in her own way. And I promise you, she loves you. Yeah. And I thought it was a really responsible way to explain this to your kid because she is, she's not ever doing anything malicious, you know, maliciously. You could be like, well, she, she said she was going to do this thing with him and she didn't. And that's, mm-hmm. that's mean to let a kid down, but he's like, this is just the way she is. Don't take it personal. I promise she loves you so much. And yeah. when she loves you, she loves so hard. And, yeah. and Corey being so mature, like, because when, when Rue McClanahan does eventually show up, mm-hmm. um, he is so gracious with her. And, and I actually, I want to play the, the moment between hey, them because it's actually kiddo, incredibly look, I know we were supposed to go to Baltimore today, but you'll never believe what came up. It doesn't matter, Grandma. Oh, sure it does. I know you wanted to take me. I, I, I really did. Yeah. Did I tell you that my Cal Ripken card was my favorite one? It is? Yeah, and his signature might have just messed it up, just like that Lamborghini girl messed up Eric's arm. <laughs> the next time my convoy swings by here, you and I are going to do something really special. I can't wait. <laughs> it's such a sweet moment. It's, it's, and one of the things that I think I found so, like, appealing about this, about this, just this ending, is that it allowed for a character who's a bit eccentric that they aren't shamed for what makes them different. Mm -hmm. They aren't shamed for their different way of parenting or being or the way they live or the way they express themselves. It's actually like, it might not be what we're used to, but it's something that we can appreciate in our lives when it's around. And it's like, Mm -hmm. it's, 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 it's a real acceptance of sort of like, she's not bad for this. It's just not who she is. And we can't Mm -hmm. expect that from her. So we have to work with her in the way that we can work with her. And I found that to be so like for a family sitcom, because that's not the normal message you get from a family sitcom. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? You get the whole, like, like you were saying, she'd have to be respond more responsible and all these things. And it's like, no, celebrate her for being the weird ass old lady. She is and live in her life in the best, most awesome way, traveling around the world at her age, doing whatever the hell she wants, being weird and fun. Like, yeah, it was so unexpected to me because it kind of reminded me, there was an episode, I think, of Modern Family where Manny's dad came for a visit and Manny was so excited, but Mm -hmm. his dad always lets him down. And so, you know, Jay, Manny's stepdad, not, you know, when his dad, of course, doesn't show up when he's supposed to, I think Jay tries to take the blame so that he won't be mad at his dad, but that dad is painted as like an irresponsible dad who's hurting his kid. And, and yeah, I just really appreciated that because, and she does redeem herself, um, totally redeems herself. And uh, yeah, I thought it, it was so surprising to me and so refreshing. And yeah. I was just like, And the fact wow. that it was like a domino effect of, you know, she came back and sure, she failed him. I mean, it was it was not the nicest of things to do, but the parents were on board with recognizing, okay, this is how she is. Mm-hmm. And it's not about being disappointed. It's just about accepting who she is and recognizing that like, 
she'll be there in other ways. And it's mm-hmm. just it's just the way she is. And the fact that the parents instilled that in the kid then allowed the kid to then realize, oh, well, there's other aspects about my grandma then that I can love a lot because yeah. there are so many amazing memories with this woman. So like, I love that. I, I love loved that so it. Much. I loved and it. I love it for Rue because she's such, she plays, she did this on the Golden Girls as well. Mm-hmm. She was an unconventional mother. You know, she called herself a bad mother, but she was not like the most motherly person because she mm-hmm. probably felt the guilt of what society says a mom should look and act. And mm-hmm. then when she became a grandma, she rejected that because a because of vanity, you know, sure there was an age thing, but also because her life didn't fit into the cookie cutter thing that grandmas were supposed to be, at least her life, the life that she was living. And I love that Rue McClanahan kind of has, has given that in her portrayals on television, that sort of idea of like, be weird. It's cool. Like, it's fine. You can be you and still have the normal things that like everyone has by being a grandma or being a kid or having a kid or whatever it is. Like you can have all the things, but you can also just be weird too and different. Yeah, I loved it. I loved loved it. it. And then there was like a whole bit where she confronts Mr. Feeney. She basically had the rest of the episode. It was like she pulled up in her Winnebago and she ran over his mums. Yeah. And and she's like, who is this guy? It was it was such a funny bit. Eric comes in because he was like making he was trying to get in with Mr. Feeney's the the niece, you know, Carrie Russell. Yeah. And and so Grant, the grandma lies for Eric, but then the Mr. Feeney catches the grandma on a lie and she's like, well, I'm going to run over your mums, you know, whatever it is. Like yeah. it was just, it was so cute. Now, okay, before we go, of course, to our golden takeaway, I have to confront you about the age thing because I have a sober reality to, to, to okay. Uh, okay. talk about here. Um, okay. So the dad, the dad was 43. Okay. Uh, yeah. That's which is what I, I expected. Yep. The mom was 38. Okay. Which is, I mean, total, totally normal in most situations for her to have a 16, 17-year-old son and you know, these other younger children. Like, it's all normal. Those are normal ages. It's just for the lives that we lead, it's very... Well, yeah, I'm going to be 40. I'm going to be 40 in like two weeks. And I have a one year old. I can't imagine. I can't imagine having a 17 year old. Hillary Swank is, I don't know how Hillary Swank is, but she is about to have twins. Like twins. She just announced that she has is going to be having twins very soon, which is wild. she's 48 years old and she's having for her. Now, I have a feeling science is involved in that, but she is having twins which i mean is amazing for her and it's you know the way people are becoming parents and at different ages and the way people are doing things at different ages i think speaks to the power of the golden girls in a lot of ways and sort of (laughs) reshaping how we look at age i think and sex in the city i think has also did that a little bit as well like you know we're looking at people differently as we get older and i love that i love that for us you know what i love i feel like you just did like eight golden takeaways I but did. i still think we should take a break <laughs> and come back and give two new golden oh, wait, takeaways no. wait no but i'm sorry before we go to golden takeaway we have to talk about the what is it called when the it's credits and there's a scene I oh forget. was there a tag i didn't there was see a tag. tag well let me set it up for you then because it was wild so this is an abc sitcom this is disney this is family this is Friday oh no Night. what happened F-F. what oh, did no, i miss bad. it's not bad Okay. But it is <laughs> it's so dark. So uh, 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 the, the, the the boy and his friend are sitting there. Um, Corey and Sean. Yes. And they are talking about this Cal Ripken. Is it Ripken? Yes, Ripken. Ripken. Yeah. He was a baseball player, as was his son. Oh, 
Interesting. Um, I won't Google that. But Cal has <laughs> a card, and uh, and they they're you know his the Sean is like, oh wow, no, that's not a seven dollar card. That's like a hundred dollar card. That's a good card. And then Sean is like, wow, like he's kind of surprised by this. And Sean's and the 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 Corey Corey is like like surprised by this. And Sean is like, oh, you didn't know that? Did your grandma know that it was expensive? And she was he was said something like, I don't know, maybe. She just got lucky or she murdered a man in Reno. Like <laughs> and it's such it's such a funny callback to the scene where the grandma comes yes. in. It's such a wild thing for an ABC Disney family sitcom to end on the eleven year old child being like, Maybe my grandma's a murderer. That's really funny. I'm bummed I missed it. Well, at least they gave Ryder Strong more lines in the episode. Yes. Yes. Um Okay, now oh, we can do a great. golden takeaway. Great. Okay, we are back with our golden takeaway, which is a nugget of truth or inspiration that you can apply to your life or the lives of our listeners. Carrie, what is your golden takeaway from this episode? There were a lot of muffins in this episode. Mm. Muffins mm. on tables and countertops, dozens upon dozens. Because of the muffins. mom was killing. We didn't explain that because the mom was baking with the boy. To kill yeah, to distract him yes. until time. Um, I, you know, tis the season. I think I'm going to make some pumpkin muffins. Well, you know, that's so funny you say that because yesterday I I've been eager to bake with um, applesauce as a sweetener because I didn't yes. know I've never worked with applesauce as a sweetener before. And I think it's a nice, healthy sort of direction to go in for sweetening in different things. And so I tested it out with oatmeal cookies and it worked beautifully. Mm-hmm. I loved it. Yeah, I've done so, it with banana bread before. I'm glad that you tried oh, it with cookies. Maybe I'll try it with banana bread, too. Mm-hmm. I yeah, yesterday I made a stew, not quite baking, but it's like the fall season sort of thing to be doing. I made chili. I'm going to eat that stew right after we get off. It's late, but I'm going to do it. Um, yeah, it's that moment. And I'm going to be baking, too. I have I'm going to bake chocolate chip cookies soon. I'm going to bake a cake because Michael's sister's coming in town. Her, it's baking season. Yes, it's baking season. New episodes of Great British Bake Off. Are you watching Not as it? Fun as it? Are you watching? I am. I yeah. I miss Mel and Sue. I miss Mel and Sue. They I were, and I miss too. Sandy. I miss I Sandy. Too. But I still enjoy this season. I will say, I'm a big. If anyone listening, if you're a fan of Bake Off, let us know because I I watch. I religiously watch. Very good. Okay, my takeaway. Oh, my my golden takeaway. Yes. What oh, is God. your golden takeaway? My golden takeaway from this episode is. I really, really need to adopt more fringe into my life. I so she so Rue McClanahan, one of her outfits, the sort of cowboy red thing, had fringe on it, and the little girl also had little fringe. And I just feel like life is better with fringe. You know what I mean? Like if you see, if you saw someone, let's say you're sitting at like I don't know Denny's, let's say, and you are just you're having a grand slam. You know, you're enjoying a nice meal at Denny's with. An acquaintance you probably don't want to be there with because it's Denny's. And you and they chose it, of course, but you just said yes because you haven't seen them in years. And then someone walks in with fringe. Wow, that's going to make your day. That's going to make your day. You know, you may not know this, but yeah, lean in for this one. You actually live with a designer. Named Michael, I know. who makes gorgeous know. clothing for a living, who could probably add some. I know, I know. 
I know. I don't have we done a fringe look before? I feel like we have. Have we done a fringe look, Michael? Oh yeah, I did a wrestler look where I wore fringe. It was like tinsel fringe though. It wasn't like it wasn't the kind of fringe that you can like feel the weight of. You know what I mean? You want like a western dress with a collar yes. and a bolo tie and some I want to be able to sort of like do a showgirl dance with just like the fringe moving. Or but, you want a flapper dress maybe. Oh, that would be fun too. But can you imagine if you saw someone in fringe how much that would make your day it would make my day it was like a tuesday it was like a tuesday and you were just getting through the week and then you saw someone just boldly wearing fringe at 4 p.m that Mm. would make your day that would you know earlier today i took my daughter for her very first little red wagon ride and she loved it and she clapped and she giggled but you know what if somebody walked by wearing some fringe some tassels I would have been like, bye. And then I would have gone the wagon with would the just person. Roll yeah. down <laughs> the wagon the would roll away. <laughs> <laughs> oh, goodness. No, I love oh, my baby. <laughs> oh, everyone. I do. I love her so much. I'm obsessed with her. Everybody, thank you so much for listening this week. We hope that you were okay with this choice for an episode. Like we said, I made it at 6 a.m. this morning it. as an executive decision. So I had so much fun. fun. I had so, so much fun. fun. Um, so we hope you will uh, join us next week for more Golden Girls greatness. Yes. And guys, if you want to follow, you know, us, we're part of the hoo hoo ha ha hoo ha ha network. Hey, it's almost Halloween. It's the boo ha ha network. Oh, that's fun. Boo ha ha. Well, it's hoo ha ha, y'all. Go check them out because they are fantastic and we love being a part of that family. And you can follow us on social media and let us know what you're baking, if you're watching Bake Off, what you think of this episode, all of the things you can follow us at golden girls pod on twitter out on the lanai uh, official on instagram and golden girls pod on facebook and i i who am i i am h on scott slash city pines on everything and i am squidzy on instagram and squid eat squid on twitter and if y'all have a moment and you want to rate and review us wherever you get this podcast that would be amazing it really would be. It really yeah. would be amazing. It would be amazing. That. We need some, with the support. And the fact that we're doing this more regularly now, it actually is more important for you guys to do that rate and review wherever you do, listen to the podcast because it just, it helps us. It helps us stay in the mix and be with the Golden Girls community and all of those things. So please go do that. That's really helpful. And as always. Remember, as always, damn it. <laughs> stay, stay golden. golden. You are- Thank you.